Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verses 1 through 4, simply says, Who is the wise man who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom maketh his, his face to shine. The boldness of his face shall be changed. I counsel thee to keep the king's commandment, and that in regard of the oath of God, be not hasty to go out of his sight. Stand not in the evil thing, for he doeth whatsoever pleaseth him. And verse 4, where the word of a king is, there is power. Amen. Where the word of a king is. Amen. I, I had some introductory remarks that I was going to make. You could be seated for just a moment. Again, I'm not going to preach long. Not long ago, my oldest daughter was going to be preaching on a Wednesday night. She came to me, Dad, I know I've got 30 minutes you've given me. I'm not going to preach that long. I told her, I said, baby, I've never in 20 some years of preaching, I've never had anybody get mad at me for not preaching long. So I'm not going to preach very long. I'm not going to, I don't even know if it's going to be preaching what I want to do, what I feel God leading me to do tonight. In my introductory remarks, I was just going to speak a little bit about the father of our, one of the fathers, founding fathers of our nation, Benjamin Franklin, who's known for many things uh, among, among those obviously being the ability to harness the power of electricity and certainly many other inventions and uh, practical uh, things that he was able to accomplish. But one of the things that Maybe lesser known, but one of his greater accomplishments is that he was the first ambassador of the United States of America. He was sent as an ambassador to the nation of France, and it was his ability to go in representing our nation and representing the president of the United States to stand before the leadership of the nation of France. And through that, we were able to gain the support of France, which uh, very much helped us to succeed in the Revolutionary War, other things that he accomplished in that, but simply to bring to our awareness and probably what you already knew, but in, what an ambassador is. The ambassador is representative of a political power and functions in the authority of a nation or the authority that is over that nation. And so as Benjamin Franklin being the first and many others after him have stood before kings and presidents and they spoke, they spoke, the word or the authority of the one that had sent them. And tonight in this building, look around you right now because everybody are in this building, you are ambassadors of the King of Kings. Amen. That when you stand before the powers of this world and you begin to speak the word of the King, there is power in the word that you speak. Amen. I find it telling that the language of the wisdom of Solomon is penned in Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Where the word of a king is, there is power. It doesn't say where a king is, there is power. It doesn't say where the scepter of the king is, there is power. It doesn't say where the army of a king is, there is power. No, where the word of a king is, there is power. Now, Solomon, the writer of the book of Ecclesiastes, he wasn't writing with something he learned in school. He was a king, and so he understood, and he pinned this from the perspective of a king. 
The English Standard Version says it this way. The word of the king is supreme. That means it doesn't matter what other authority might be in the room. It doesn't matter what else might have been spoken. It doesn't matter who else might have spoken it. When the word of a king goes forth, it is supreme. Everything else that might have been spoken over you is secondary. Every other word that's been spoken over your life is secondary when the word of the king is spoken. In the beginning, when the chaotic groans of darkness hovered over and ruled the face of the deep, before time was even created, before there was night, and before day was even such a thing, before day was in existence. And I don't know, Pastor, how long, maybe theologians here and scholars could help me. I don't know that time that preceded the beginning of creation. I don't know how long it was that darkness and chaos ruled. I don't know how long it was that darkness had its grip upon the face of the deep before there was ever morning and before there was an evening to constitute what a day was. The ancient of days stepped to the balcony of eternity. Before there was a sun, a moon, and stars to rule the day, the day star cleared his throat. And in three words, darkness released its clinch and gave way to light. I don't know how long darkness might have had its hold but when the day star cleared his throat and said let there be light there was light because the word of a king is supreme I don't know how long you've been battling with fear, anxiety, and worry. It might have been for years. But when the day star clears his throat and says, be delivered, you will be delivered. Because the word of a king is supreme. And in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him who in the word was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness. And the darkness comprehends it not. Verse 14. And the word. Come on somebody. And the word. Are we still a oneness church in this building tonight? I'm not talking to you about the second person in the Trinity. I'm talking to you about the mighty God in Christ. I'm talking to you about all the almighty God. Amen. The Father in creation. The Son in redemption. Amen. And the Word became flesh. And hey, where there is the Word of the King, there is power. I wonder, is Jesus in this room tonight? Anybody feel Jesus when you walked in? Now, I'm glad you all showed up, but we're not checking it in yet, all right? Stick with me. Did anybody feel Jesus when you walked in here? We got worse instead of better. Did anybody feel Jesus when you walked in here? You know who else knew? You know who else felt Jesus? The devil felt the presence of the Lord. That drug addiction that has you bound felt the presence of the Lord. Alcoholism recognized that the king is in the house, that there's power in this place because the word became flesh and it dwelt among us. Somebody help me right now and call on the name of Jesus. I speak Jesus over depression. I speak Jesus over fear. I speak the word over anxiety. I speak the word over trepidation. 
Come on, I'm almost finished. I told you I wasn't going to preach long. But where the word of the king is, there is power. You can't say a better word than the name. Amen. The name of Jesus is the word. And right now when we call upon the name of Jesus, there's power in this place. I don't care how long sin has held a grip on this city. I don't, again, I don't know how long it was that darkness and chaos was there in the beginning before God spoke and said, let the, I don't know how long it was, but I know the moment he said, let darkness started letting go. He didn't even get to light and darkness was backing up because the word of the king, every word of the king, there's power in the, and I don't know how long, amen, drug addiction and homelessness and, and poverty have had its grip on this city, but I feel the almighty clearing his throat. I hear the word of a king being spoken over this city. The word of a king is supreme. Last night, there was deliverance released in this place. It's been being confirmed all day long. People were delivered from depression. Chains of anxiety and worry were broken in this place last night. But I don't feel like the king is finished speaking yet. I don't think last night when we left this place, I don't think the king said, I'm done speaking. I think when we walked in here tonight, the king said, oh, I have an audience again. I think I'll speak a little bit more. I think I'll speak into that one that is bound. I think I'll speak life into that one that is bruised. I think I'll speak healing into that one that is bruised. Do you hear what I hear? I hear the word of the king. And where the word of the king is, there is power. Listen, don't disqualify yourself because of how long you've been down. Don't disqualify yourself because of how long you've been bound. I don't care how long it's been. When the king speaks, his word is supreme. When the king says healing, it doesn't matter how long you've been sick, you will be made whole. When the king says deliverance, it doesn't matter how long you've been bound, you will be set free. So I just want to give us some instruction and then we're going to release the word of the Lord. Because of that, there was a word. Benjamin Franklin was empowered as an ambassador to speak the word, but it would have done nothing if he would have gone to France and stood in the palace before the king of France. If he would have stood in parliament before all of those decision makers and law passers. It would have meant nothing if he would have stood there silent and not spoken with the authority that was given him the words that he had been given authority to speak. So we have two great responsibilities. First of all, we got to know what the king is saying. Amen. Any ambassador that acts on their own, they walk in there and just start spouting and spewing whatever they think would be a good idea. Well, this isn't the president's policy, but I think it would be a good idea. That person is considered a traitor and a rogue agent. They're probably heading for a court-martial if they don't straighten things out. So what I'm talking about tonight is not authorizing us to just start speaking our will into existence. You know, you want that new car, and so you start speaking, and that's not what I'm talking about tonight. It's not your word that has power. It's the king's word that has power. 
So we have to align ourselves as ambassadors and make sure we're speaking what God wants us to speak in this hour. How many of you know it's dangerous to put words in God's mouth? To start saying what God said. God said, you better be careful. Make sure God said what you said he said. But likewise, just as it is dangerous to put words in God's mouth, it is powerful to begin to speak with boldness and confidence when you know that you have the word of the king, that I can stand before presidents, I can stand in parliament, and with authority and with confidence, I can declare, thus saith the Lord. So here's the first way. Everybody get your Bible. This is how we make sure that we're speaking what the king is saying. There's a lot of stuff in here that you can say that you don't have to wonder if it's the king or not. Amen. I don't have to wonder. There's, there's some things in here that I can speak because they're in his word that he gave his forever settled word that is forever settled in heaven. Amen. You can speak anything that is in this book and it is supreme. I don't care what the doctor said. The doctor might say it's uncurable, but there's scripture in this book that you can begin to speak that it doesn't matter what the doctor said, where the word of the king is, there is power. The doctor said, there's no way you're going to get better. But I read in the word of the king, it's by his stripes that you are healed. I read the word of the king. It said, a merry heart doeth good like a... You ought to get a smile on your face right now. That's what the king said. He said, if I get a little joy in my spirit, it's like medicine. Hey, come on, somebody. There ain't nothing worse than a, than a gloomy Pentecostal. You ought to smile. It doesn't matter how long discouragement has had a grip on your mind. The psychiatrist might have said you're going to be on antidepressants the rest of your life, but the word of the king is supreme. Amen. In Psalms chapter 34, verse 17 said, the righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all. When I open up this book and I begin to speak what the king said, I don't have to wonder if I'm speaking what the king said. I'm in the authority of the king. And when I speak the word of the king, it is supreme. If I were in this building tonight and I were struggling with fear, I'd find me a verse like perfect love casts out all fear. And I'd say it over and over and over and over and over again until fear we ran out that back door because the word of the king is supreme. If you got sickness in your body, you need to stand on the word of God and say by his stripes we are here. The word of the king is supreme. If you're in this place tonight and you don't know how your bills are going to get paid and the devil's telling you there's no way you're going to get through this financially, let me tell you what the king said. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his children. You got to speak the word of the king. It's supreme. 
Why don't you thumb through your Bible right now and find you a verse that speaks to the enemy that's been trying to wreak havoc in your mind? And why don't you begin to speak that word right now? Because where the word of the king is, there is power. No, I didn't mean that as hypothetical. I meant right now. Why don't you do that? Come on, find, find, find that one. Find your favorite verse. Find that passage of scripture in the middle of the night when you're troubled and perplexed. And that's the scripture that you go get that scripture out. I just want you to begin to speak that word. I want you to listen. Every other spirit in this place, recognize not your voice. I don't care what you've got to say. They're not in submission to you. They're in submission to the word of the king. And when you begin to speak the word of the king, I don't care what the doctor said. The word of the king is supreme. I don't care what the lawyer said. The word of the king is supreme. I don't care what the psychiatrist said. The word of the king. Go ahead. Get that scripture. Come on, come on, come on, somebody. Come on, I, I want the devil. I want the, the very devil in hell to hear this church right now. Come on, I, I want the devil to hear that word of the king is being spoken. Come on, confidence, confidence. Yes, confidence. I stand in the authority of the king of kings. I stand before the princes of darkness. I stand before the principalities and rulers in darkness and I declare what thus saith the Lord. I declare the word of the king because where the king, where the word of the king is, there is power. Come on, I, just one more. Read, read that same scripture. Just everybody in the place. It might be, it might be 800 different passages right now. It doesn't matter. Just read that scripture out. Read it out. Read it out. The word. Oh, that sounds good. I feel the power right now. You feel that authority? Come on, mama, you got a you got a lost child, you need to find you a promise. If you raise up your child in the way they should go when they get old, they won't depart from it. That's that's the king's word. That's not your word. That's the king's word. Come on, you're having trouble, trouble in your marriage. You need to find you a scripture that talks about overcoming strife and trouble in your home. And you need to speak the word of the king right now. Just try it. Science project. For those of you that are waiting to see if it works, you got to try it. Try it. Try it. We speak the word of the Lord. Because where the word of a king is, there is power. Secondly, how can we know we're speaking the word of the king? By speaking the will of the Lord. How do I know it's the will of the Lord? Because his will is tied to his nature. There are things that I know are the will of God because he said in its word, it's who he is. The scripture tells me that it's not his will that any should perish. So I can confidently stand and pray salvation over this city. I can confidently stand right now and speak salvation over my children. I can stand confidently right now and I can speak salvation over my home. I can speak salvation over every backslide. They're coming home because the word of a king is supreme. You need to start calling out things that you know are the nature of God. I know it's in his nature to be a deliverer. Psalms chapter 144, verse 2. My goodness and my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer. It's his will to deliver. 
Come on, I don't know how, throughout the day today as I drove through this city, I don't know how many people I drove by this morning. I went for a, a little jog and I ran by people that you could tell just by looking at them, they were, they were bound by addictions. It's, it's his word that I've got to speak over. It's God's will that they be. Do we believe that? It's God's will that my word isn't going to change a thing. But if I can speak the word of the king, there's power in the word of the king. So I want you to stand with me right now and I want you to begin to profess and I want you to begin to speak the word of the Lord. I want you to speak the word of the king. Again, just get tied into his nature right now. What do you know about the nature of Jesus Christ? I know he's a deliverer. I know he's a healer. I know he's a way maker. I know he's a fortress. He's a strong tower that I can run into and find safety. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. That I know these things. I, I can boldly and confidently declare. Come on, I'm not here to speak my will. I'm here to speak his will. Because when I speak the word of the king, there is power. Come on downtown. How many people right now are bound by drug addiction? As you drive through the streets of this city, how many of those people are bound by drug addiction? Come on, we have, we have the supreme word. I know, I know that, 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 that politicians are trying to come up with a solution, but it's not changing anything. But the word of the king is supreme. Come on, every generation, from the young to the old, from the children to the elders, I'm asking us right now to declare the word of the king. Call out deliverance. Speak that word of deliverance right now. I saw that man probably 10 years younger than me today pulling that suitcase behind him, and my first inclination is I even verbalized it. Why doesn't he get a job? All these jobs that are open, and then I got to check in my spirit. He can't. He's bound. He's bound. He's bound. But where the word of a king is, there is power. Come on, come on, Calvary. Let's speak deliverance over our city right now. That 20 something single mom bound by meth, somebody's got to speak the word of the king. She has no hope unless the king shows up and says, I know you've been bound all your life, but here I am and my word is supreme. Come on, somebody, the enemy's been tormenting your mind. Why don't you place your hands on your head and begin to declare what you know to be the will of the Lord? Come on, I will put your mind at peace, perfect peace. Come on, right now, as the word of the king is being spoken, there's power. His word is supreme. Do you feel what I feel in this place? There's authority, there's a shift in authority taking place, not just in this building, but in this community. But you have to speak the word. You have to speak it. You have to open your mouth and verbalize it.
Our first responsibility is to know what God is saying, to know what the king is saying so that we can speak his word. But our second responsibility is now that we know what he's saying, we have to open our mouths and speak it. Old Testament, New Testament, the devil doesn't respond to telepathy or I thought it. No, no, no. You've got to speak that word in the Old Testament. He said to Ezekiel, he said, son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak my words unto them. In the New Testament, how many times did he say to his disciples and he commanded us in what we call the Great Commission to go into all the world and teach them, teach, speak the words, speak the words that I've given you. So our second responsibility is we got to speak the words. Tuesday night is prayer night. We're going to pray for a little bit now. We're going to speak the words of the king over this city. I want you to get that neighborhood. I want you to get your neighborhood, the streets of your community in your mind right now. And I want you to go down every house in your community. And I want you to speak the word over that house, the word of the king, the word of the king. There's power. Come on. Come on. That drug dealer that lives around the corner. I know in our human reasoning, why don't they just change the way they live? Because they're bound. That's it, Calvary. We're going to pray for a little bit now. We're just going to pray tonight and let the word of the king be spoken. Your ambassadors, your ambassadors, you're standing in the presence of the kings of this world. You're standing in the presence of spiritual principalities right now. They're trying to intimidate the church. But I can stand confidently because I am an ambassador of the king. And where the word of the king is spoken, there is power.